0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes,
1: for it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is the Legend of Retro. Twas was the night before Christmas, and up in the tower, everyone was partying except for one wallflower. John McLean missed his wife. Things just weren't the same since Holly had moved west and changed her last name. He tried to win her back, but still she said no. Well, unbeknownst to them, there was trouble below. Welcome, everybody, to this holiday edition of The Legend of Retro. That intro was provided to us by A Die Hard Christmas, written by Doogie Horner, who is a comedian, who is really funny, by the way, who... Um, but Happy Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Let's just get into it. With me, as always, is The Glitch.
1: What's up? Merry Christmas Eve.
0: And Mr. Claus himself, Craig Claus. Uh,
2: I find that in this time of year, my Grinch feet are
1: typically ice cold in the snow.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot it was Grinch Claw, uh, Grinch Carfis.
1: Yeah, except his heart does not Grinch grow WK. three times its sorry. size.
2: Uh, yes, my heart does not grow three times its size, uh, ever. Uh, (laughs) okay. But yes, today we're talking about Die Hard Trilogy for the PlayStation 1. Released on August 31st, 1996 from Probe Entertainment for the PlayStation, this third-person shooter, rail shooter, and driving arcade style game has, uh, has the player going through the first three die hard movies, taking on the role of John McClane.
0: Are, they, are you really going for through the first three die hard movies? All oh, three chops yeah. in their entirety. Calling shenanigans on that a lot, but okay. I mean,
1: there's quotes from the movies, and scenery from the movies, and quotes that uh, aren't from the uh, same
0: actors. <laughs> uh, it did Wait, sound like Bruce that Willis. That wasn't Bruce Willis? I'll be honest, it did sound like a little bit like him.
1: No, not really. It, I thought it did. <laughs> no, not really at all. Uh, all right, fair enough. I guess okay. I'm wrong
0: on this one. Um, but yeah, you're... you're... <laughs> Introduction of the game is right. It's a trilogy game in one, yeah. of three different games, based on three different movies of three different game types. So previously on the Legend of Retro, we had discussed Die Hard on the NES. I think this was, was this last year's uh, discussion that we did for that. I can't remember. Uh, no, that, that was, was like years three ago, years right? Ago. Yeah, that was a
1: long time ago. I don't know
0: time. Time is such a fluid concept. I think that was
1: the the finale of season one, chops. (laughs) You
0: know, (laughs) again, again. I I don't know time. Um, but uh this game is very different from that.
1: Honestly, I think I think this is the way to do video games. Like they took three movies instead of just doing like one for the first game, one for the second game, they just brought it all into one. And had three different video game styles.
0: But that's not how they planned it. In the research I did, they had made the second game. And they're like, oh, wait, no, this isn't enough. Uh, we should probably add on to this. But instead of adding on to it, they just made the first and third game, right?
2: Well, I, the way I heard it went down is they went to the, uh, I don't remember what movie company owns the rights. Uh, Fox? Fox? Yeah, Fox. Fox.
1: They went to Fox. It's it's published by Fox Interactive.
2: Right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, So they went to Fox, and they were like, hey, how about this, you know, Die Hard game? And they were like, only if you cover the first three movies. And they were like, okay. And they decided to do uh, three different genres uh, from there.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, so I got it wrong. But in, in my research, they said they just developed the third one, Die Hard with a Vengeance segment, first. And it was intended to be a standalone release. I wouldn't be
3: entirely
2: surprised. I, they probably did that, went to Fox, and Fox went, no, 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 cover the first two games as well, and they went back to the drawing board.
1: That's exactly. I mean, that, what they did. that does make sense, because I think the movie came out the year prior, so it was almost kind of tandem with the movie uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance.
0: And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard. Like I know diehards are action movies and, and three, there's a lot more action than I think of the first one, but to kind of encapsulate a game in this era, 96, like I don't think they chose the right game types for, for one and two, three. Yes. I can see because it is kind of like a crazy taxi version, but one and two, I think they could have done a little bit more of like a siphon filter or, um, you know, more espionage esque type of game. I
1: I mean, I kind of I kind of disagree with you there. Sorry, Joe. oh sorry, Craig. Uh, it's it, I feel like it's almost like a great remake of the original because you're, you know, you're just walking around and it's just in third person shooting yeah. off the terrorists and it's just like a better graphic version of the one on the NES.
2: I will say, uh, I, I see po- both of your points of view, and I think Chops is right to a degree. the degree that it, like, it, it to make it more in line with the movies, it should probably be a little bit more, like, siphon filter, like a little bit more espionage-esque. But I think the style they went with was that arcade style, and mm-hmm. it would have been really weird to have a siphon filter style first, game and then the crazy taxi like third game it just would have been a weird clash of styles and like themes so i think that they kind of had to go arcadey but i see your point that it probably is a little bit more in line with the movies if it's less just run and gun you know
0: yeah, yeah, and and it makes sense, too, in development-wise, like, if they already developed this third game already, they're not going to spend the time to build out an espionage, like, stealthy version of the game. They're going to build a more fun, easy-to-build shooting game. Um, or, in the case of the second movie in the second game, a rail shooter, <laughs> which <laughs> is real confusing to me. By the way, a real shooter that does not use the
2: Namco GunCon. It is incompatible. Really? Yeah, the yeah. the number one uh, light gun for the PlayStation, the Namco GunCon,
0: does not work with this game.
1: I can tell you for sure it doesn't, because I have it, and it sadly does not work for the game.
0: Did you, did you try it without looking that up?
1: Uh, well, I had the gun. Oh, okay. And I've had the game, so I think I... I don't remember what I got the gun for, but it wasn't for Die Hard. Because I had Die Hard trilogy prior to that. Yeah.
0: Time Crisis or. Maybe. uh, Typing of the Dead.
1: (laughs) No, that's a segue. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, But no, I think it's. So I think what is interesting about the development, because it was done by Probe Entertainment, who would later become Acclaim London, because it's an entire London staff. Uh, They were, a lot of the team was working in tandem with Alien Trilogy for the Sega Saturn and in the, in the PlayStation too. Uh, I think it's ironic that, cause I saw some like making of Die Hard trilogy footage. They're playing alien trilogy while they're developing the game for oh, Die Hard. I
2: really? saw, I saw a, uh, an interesting clip where uh, early in early build of Die Hard trilogy, the first part, uh, uh, the first game Die Hard one, uh, it they're using the uh, colonial like pulse rifle from uh, 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 Alien trilogy in Die Hard trilogy and yeah. so yeah like they they took they must have taken some of the coding from that game to put it into that or mm-hmm. at least sounds and stuff like that. Um,
0: yeah, they they released Alien three. I'm looking at probes releases and they did like the Judge Dread game. They did um, Primal Rage, T2, the arcade game for uh, Game Gear.
2: Oh, those! Wait, the arcade game for
0: Game Gear? For Game Gear. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, they did some interesting stuff. They, they definitely did. I, I think the fact that they did
2: uh, Alien Trilogy... And then followed it up with Die Hard trilogy, it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool theme that they were going for. It's like trilogies mm-hmm. of games.
0: Craig, they did California Games two.
2: <laughs> wow. California <laughs> Games Two. Uh,
0: and your favorite, the Page Master. Uh you love that game, don't you? What about Jelly Boy? What is this? Uh, You know what? Uh, I'm going down a a bad path. Yeah, let's
2: let's change the subject. What is your guys' experience with not only Die Hard Trilogy, but Die Hard movies in general? We didn't really talk much about the fact that it's, you know, obviously based on the Die Hard movies.
0: Based on the greatest Christmas uh, series ever, right?
2: Well, I mean, the first game, or the first movie is a Christmas movie. but First two. The first, first two
0: movie. are. Oh, the first two! I don't know. They if both I knew take that. place on Christmas slash right. Christmas Eve.
2: I have a uh, confession to make. I've seen the first Die Hard movie. I thought it was all right. I never oh, Greg, went out of my way there.
0: for Greg, the others. Greg, yeah. Greg. I don't it's... need your opinion on it if it's not something good about <laughs> this
1: franchise. I never said bad. Just you know, it's just it was all right. It was pretty good. Die Hard is the greatest action movie of all time. It's amazing. It sure is an action movie. <laughs> you should you should
0: listen to my my episode on the Last Action Podcast, nah. where we had Deadite watch it for the first time.
1: I'm
2: okay.
0: You should listen to it. That's great. Nah. listen, Craig.
1: Look, look. I mean, it goes it goes Die Hard at the top, mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of action movies, and then the Bond films like way there at the bottom. It says the guy who never seen a Bond movie in his life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm even suspect on that list.
2: Yeah, that's that's iffy.
3: Uh,
0: it's at least um, Die Hard, Die Hard Two, um, Man with a Golden Gun, what, <laughs> and then Never Say Never Again. Oh,
1: good lord! Get out of here! Get out of here! Honestly, I like I like Die Hard with a Vengeance more than Die Hard Two.
0: Um, I I like parts of it. But for me, this this franchise means a lot because my brother and I watch it every year. Die Hard 1, it's a Christmas holiday tradition. We watch it because it's so fitting for the time and because there's this stupid debate about whether or not it's a Christmas movie or not when it clearly takes place on Christmas, um, Eve and Christmas Day. And I will say this, Gremlins takes place on Christmas. I consider that a holiday movie. Yeah. Um, so people who are out there who say it's not can eat a butt. Um, oh, they can absolutely eat and farts. And farts. And a bag, of, bag of farts. It,
1: it,
2: it is absolutely a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas, it, so
1: you know, and there's I, I there's project. there's Christmas hats. It's there's ho ho ho. Christmas yeah, Christmas music. It's a Christmas party. I mean, come on, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it
2: is. I, I would I would definitely. I I'm not a huge diehard guy, and I agree that it is a a, a pretty amazing
0: Christmas movie. People who think that it has to be a Christmas movie based on when it's released are dumb.
2: Well, I think it's more the fact that it doesn't involve Santa and Christmas miracles. and Well, I guess arguably it could it involve a miracle. Christmas
0: miracles. <laughs> it is a Christmas miracle that he survived and took down those terrorists. <laughs> yeah, I was, was control- going to
2: say, uh, that's sort of a Christmas miracle in and of itself. Uh, but what is your guys' uh, experience with the uh, game? Die Hard Trilogy because I've never played it.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I've I, never uh, this was a game we had grown up because um, we did like the movies, and uh, I always thought this was like a fantastic way to represent the Die Hard Trilogy. So I I love the fact that it's three different games. I wasn't a big fan of the rail shooter, and we can get into that a little bit more when we talk about like the design and stuff. But the first the the first game for Die Hard in this trilogy, is like one of my favorite things on the PlayStation.
0: Wow, really?
1: Yeah, I just love that going through the levels, shooting all the terrorists, being able to roll around, collect guns. Give infinite ammo? Oh, uh, you do for your pistol.
0: Okay, I noticed that because I've never played the game either. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I don't so know. It was here. one okay. of those games that my brother was able to get at the video store and copy for our our hacked PlayStation, but. Um, I'm not sure if I've ever played it. I, I'll be honest, I think I might have played the beginning, but never got further into it.
2: Interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, what uh, what fascinates me the most about this game is the fact that it's such a genre-bender. It's, you know, three different, fairly unique genres of games.
0: Well, I one. think it capitalized on the culture at the time in gaming. Like, arcades, rail shooters, shooting games, big super big um was crazy taxi released yet for the third for <laughs> for this game someone looked that up for uh, me
2: crazy taxi uh i don't think was released at the uh this time uh because crazy taxi was like a dreamcast game right
0: yeah but it was in arcades too oh that's so true. i don't i don't know if it was released in the arcade or not at the time yeah. um what do, what do you got glitch
1: Nothing. Sorry, I was muted. So I was looking for stuff. I don't see anything for the arcade. It does say that its first release was in 1999.
0: Wow. Okay. So, so like, it, yeah. Like, it predates Crazy Taxi, which it feels like a crazy taxi game.
1: Oh, so the arcade was also released February
0: 1999. Wow. Okay. So I feel like this has. Okay. So it's way ahead of the curve on that, unless there's a different game series that I don't know about. I mean,
1: did this. I was. Isn't, like, Gran Turismo was out on the PlayStation? So, I mean, it could be...
0: Yeah, but it wasn't, like... This. Gran Turismo like was the, more realistic.
1: Yeah, this, I mean, this is definitely a lot more, like, cartoony as far as the driving and, like, what you can do. You can launch your car into the air. Yeah, you're, you're, like,
0: running over bombs to defuse them.
1: <laughs> it's you're also You're also running over people. So, I don't yes. know if oh, you realize this, because you can have... violence. On, yeah, so uh, you could put this game in third person's perspective for the car, or you could be, like, you know, at the windshield. And if you ran over to the pedestrians, blood would splatter on the windshield, and the wipers would go and clean it off. It's so oh. ridiculous, Chops. So much
0: blood. Well, I did watch a gameplay of this to get an idea, and, like, even the even the first part of it, where you're just pumping lead into... <laughs> like, um, uh guys in the pl- in Nakatomi Plaza is just ridiculous. Uh so let's
2: uh let's break down each game. Yeah. So the first Die Hard is a third person uh shooter where you're running around Nakatomi Plaza and it's it gets a little repetitive but you find like machine guns, uh, explosives and stuff. And you basically take down the enemies on each floor. And, uh, occasionally there's what, like, uh, uh hostages you have to help.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, so there's a map in the corner and this game also kind of reminds me of rescue for the NES. I know I've talked to you guys about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done speed runs of it. Uh, well, the game cause it that had, you had a world record on. Yeah. I used to have a world record. Uh, and it has like a map of who's terrorists and who's hostages. So you can kind of like work your way around and know who's around the corner, but uh, you would have to actually walk up to the hostage to release them. And then they would have to make their way to the stairs to get credit for saving them. If you, if you ended the level prior to that, you wouldn't get the credit, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so it would show in the corner, how many terrorists are on the floor and they would come through elevators. They would come down the stairwell. And so the number would, go down but then we keep going back up so you really didn't know like when the level was going to end until it finally reached zero and then what would happen is a bomb would come down from one of the elevators and you had to disarm it but the thing is you didn't know which elevator so you had to run around the map and you had 30 seconds to find and disarm this bomb to uh to pass the next level
0: and then once you disarm it that's the end of that game right
1: so that's the end of that floor and there's 19 oh, right. floors total.
0: Oh, my God. My, you get the...
1: my
2: favorite Go my favorite part is when you round the corner and one of the employees is like, you're pretty heavily armed for uh, the skyscraper. And you're like, uh, took the subway. And he's like, you're pretty lightly armed for the subway.
0: The critic? No? All right. Never mind. No. Whatever. Nope. 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 Didn't, didn't hit, hit it there nope. for me. Sorry. Sorry.
1: I haven't gotten to that episode yet. Uh, pathetic. I'm rewatching it, so it's for me. The critic is pretty fresh because I, I haven't seen it since it originally came out. Oh wow! wow. Uh, but uh, you could do this roll. I remember in the game. Oh, so, like, so
0: goofy.
1: So uh, it would also so show on the screen like when a terrorist had their their cursor on you and they had aim set to know like if you're about to get hit because there was like a a life meter which was shown by badges, but you could like easily dodge any shot ever if you just kept rolling over and over so what i would do is i'd wait till like a bunch of terrorists got off an elevator cuz it would be like in groups and then just stand in front of them and just keep rolling and rolling like against the wall and they couldn't kill you and then i'd throw a bomb and kill them all
0: such such a beautiful orchestration on the killing of these terrorists now now do you have to beat all 19 to get to the second game or can you just choose the second game if you
1: want so you can choose any of the three games from the start and okay. you can I don't know if you can leave in the middle of a game. I think you have to get a game over in order to to go to the next one, if if I remember correctly. But uh, the the first game also had a bonus stage, and I, I I that's another thing I can't remember if you had to save so many hostages to get to the bonus stage. But it was essentially you were on the roof, and the hostages would be running towards the helicopter on the on the pad, and you had to f- defend against the terrorists from shooting the hostages. Because in the in the game itself the terrorists don't kill the hostages. There are some that will execute a hostage and you get a one-up, and they're shown by like a pink icon on the map. But they leave the hostages alone for the most part. But in the bonus stage, they will kill the hostages.
0: Ah. Yeah, mostly it's your fault if they die.
1: (laughs)
2: Basically. (laughs) But uh, let's jump into the second game, uh, which is a rail shooter.
0: Yeah. So they took from the second movie the fact that It was a military general and his coup to release a guy from Cuba. And that's basically all they ran with for this game was the fact that there's like military personnel taking over this airport. That's about it. Like, and then so you're just on a rail shooting guys in the airport while trying not to shoot civilians. And... It's such a small aspect of the movie, but that's what they base this whole game on.
2: Yeah, the, uh, uh, the rail shooter, like, I enjoy rail shooters quite a bit. Uh, so I think if I was playing, this might be my favorite of the parts. But it is funny that they took, you know, kind of a small part of the movie and were like, yeah, all right, you know, just, just make that the, uh, uh, the, the, the whole point of this uh, uh, second game. Yeah, kind of ridiculous.
1: It's uh, no. I, I can tell you for sure this was not my favorite, and because of it, I have never technically beat this game, because I've never beaten the die harder game in this trilogy.
0: Oh, are you not good at rail shooters?
1: The so it's not so much that I'm not good at them; it's the cursor is terrible.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw that to
1: move. I, I honestly, I didn't know until watching someone do a long play or like a speed run of this. It uh you can actually change the sensitivity settings on the cursor. As a kid, I didn't know that, so oh, okay. I would oh. like to go back and try and do this because it is like antagonizingly slow. You will see an enemy pop up on the screen because it is. It's just like Time Crisis or House of the Dead or any of those rail shooters, and uh you like see someone on the screen. And it's like. And then they killed you already by the time you get to them.
2: Is there... Uh... And it,
1: oh, yeah.
0: Well, and it had weird, like, zooming in moments, which I did not appreciate when I was watching a playthrough of this. But did you notice that? Some
2: rail shooters do that, where they, like, zoom in on, like, where patches of enemies are. And it does sometimes throw me off when I see that on rail shooters. I'm not always a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, but I... Uh, Glitch, have you ever tried the 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 rail shooter section with a light gun that works, or is because I know the gun con doesn't work. Are there yeah. other uh, light guns that do work with? Uh...
1: So I don't know if there is one compatible with this game. I would definitely love to try it because it would make it so much easier. I remember I mean, in my head I have this number of like so it shows a percentage of how much you beat the game when you make mm-hmm. a save file. So if you don't finish all of the first game, it'll say, like, you know, oh, you finished, like, 60%. You made it, you know, to, like, level 15 or whatever. Uh, in this one, in my head, I remember 21%. I could never get past something in the third level. <laughs> and uh, it would always frustrate me because I could never – I'd be like, oh, man, I think i get a little bit further. And they would still say 21%. they're like, no, i got to get past this part. Oh, that's just sad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. If there was, like, a, a – a gun that worked for it, that would be great because like I said, with with the D-pad and watching playthrough of this, level 7 and 8 are insane. There's no way to beat this game which is the pad
0: Well, there, it looks like that it's compatible with Sega's Stunner light gun for the uh, Saturn version. For the Saturn. Okay. Oh, for the Saturn version. Um, and, it, yeah. and it does say in the description of this that it, there is a lot, it is a gamepad light gun or mouse compatible.
1: Okay, so, so the, there's probably so like a uh, mouse. Yeah, I don't. Have, I wonder if there is a like a mouse attachment for the PlayStation. Then. There is.
2: There's
0: probably. Oh,
1: oh yeah, there okay. is. Uh,
2: there is I'll a mouse. I'll probably look for into the that then. I uh, I can't imagine it's too expensive, uh, but you know, no, only one way to find out. Jump on eBay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it, it specifically states that it's not compatible with Namco's Gun Con, um, or Gun Con Two. So I'm assuming whatever, if there's a Sony branded light gun out there that you could get, maybe.
2: Oh uh, was there a
1: Sony I'll look it up.
0: Gun? You guys continue yeah. and I'll look it up. Uh,
1: not sure. Uh but I, I, I do appreciate that this game does take place in the airport and it kind of follows a little bit of the story because I know there's a level where you're at the church, you know, and that's where they're having the big military meeting, and that's where you find out, you know, like everything is, is, is double handed. Uh but uh it, it does it I will say when we get to the music part, like the music in, in Die Hard Die Harder is so much better, I think, than the rest of the music in the game. Which I think is funny, because I think it's the it's the the game in the trilogy that is the toughest to play. That's a shame that you never really got to hear all of the great music. Right. Uh,
2: but uh, let's chat a little bit about... Uh, and we brought it up earlier, but uh, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is the third one. Yeah. Uh, it's basically like... Like an arcade-style like racing game, driving game, uh, where you have to like hit what is it? Hit taxis with your car and it blows them up, and that's how you progress through
1: the game. (laughs) So there's different things. There's like, well, were you gonna say, Chops? I was gonna say the premise
0: of the movie is you're basically playing Simon Says or hide and go seek with um, a terrorist who's placed bombs amongst New York City, and um, you're supposed to go and find those bombs and disarm them before he blows up a school. So that's what they're trying to base it off of is these points at which the the bombs are placed, but it's not its not well explained.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you could get out of the car, like if it was more like a Grand Theft Auto, it would be more similar to the movie, but they've already attached two other games to this trilogy. I think that would be a little much mm-hmm. to make this like a Grand Theft Auto type, but uh, yeah, you're still like you said, Craig, you're you're driving around, there's two different kinds of like enemies, I, will, I would say. Uh, there's a timer, and you have to get to either a bomb that's somewhere on the map, uh, and the direction is like really annoying in this game because you'll come up to an intersection and be like, turn left here! And you're already like zoomed past the intersection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you go so fast.
1: Yeah, you, do, you, you go pretty go, fast.
0: You can go, uh, they said that... Um... The team had wanted to use an authentic recreation in New York City, but found that when driving at two hundred miles per hour, an accurate model of NYC felt too <laughs> small and confining.
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two hundred awesome. miles per hour. There's yeah, no car that there, can do.
1: There that. is. There's like power ups. There's things that will launch you in the air, and there's uh, like turbos, which yeah. make you go faster. And there's also EMS, which is. You know, uh, essentially yeah. taken apart from the movie because there's a section where he calls, "Hey, there's an accident at this intersection," and they follow the the EMS ambulance, car, yeah, uh, ambulance uh, to make like a path through the through the traffic. But uh, yeah, so you're either chasing to get to a bomb, or there's a car that's a bomb car, and you have to hit it enough times to make it explode. Yeah, it's Which, crazy. Is, <laughs> which in some of the times, the bomb car is the weenie mobile. It is yeah. Oscar Mayer
0: weenie?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so like I know in like one of the park stage, one of them, you're you're you have to chase down the weenie mobile. Oh God. Yeah. I wish I weird. were an
2: Oscar Mayer Wiener. <laughs> that is truly what I'd like to be.
1: Bomb. And if you were an Oscar Mayer Wiener,
2: bomb, then everyone would be in love with me. Explode.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 then
2: everyone would
1: explode with me.
0: There you go. There you
2: go. I, uh, yeah. So the game is a real odd clash of genres, uh, but it's a super interesting game, uh, which you don't really find games like that as often anymore. Like there's like no more heroes, which throws in like like eight bit mini games and stuff like that. You know, so it's it's certainly not a a dead idea, but it's just something you don't really see very often. Uh, but I. Uh, uh, do one of you guys happen to have any info on uh, speedrun stuff?
1: So I couldn't find anything. Chops, did you come across?
0: So the only thing I found was that this is disqualified from being a speedrunnable game what? because one of the games is a rail shooter.
1: But couldn't they just break it up into three different categories?
0: That's what I thought. But, I like you know, the speedrunning community is fickle and very <laughs> stuck in their ways. Well, and the only reason why it wasn't on... So I found this on Speed Demos Archives website. There was okay. a forum about it. And they're a little bit more picky than speedruns.com. But um, they said because it has a rail section on it that they would not consider this game to be speedrunnable.
2: But rail gun games should be able to be speedrun right like feasibly, I mean, you can be better than you, other people at it right
0: you, but if I don't like if you think about it you just memorize spawn points and just click
1: yeah like, but I mean there I are I the would confusing about that is there are rail shooters that are on speedrun.com like uh oh Star there Fox. are
0: oh, okay
2: cool
1: yeah like Star Fox is on there
2: hold on I would argue that all
1: speed running
2: is memorizing little tiny things and then following <laughs> through. Knowing where things
0: spawn and clicking is basically the premise of all speed running. Well, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if there's a lot of um, random number generation in, in Railgun's games. Uh, like most games with memorizing, there is random elements to it, which make it a little bit, difficult to memorize things again i'm not defending like I don't well, care. no I want, Chops. I don't why did it. you
1: allow this rule to happen oh speed god Center. shut up
0: i'm not the rule maker i i don't care about railgun games they can be speedrunable games all they want i don't care i'm just trying to come up with some sort of argument on why people chops
1: may... why are you so anti-rail shooter oh, uh speedrunning i
2: hate you i hate you so much i wish that chopped like to speedrun railgun games, and maybe we would have a category on speedruns.com.
0: I'm <laughs> just staring at you both. punch you in the face. Uh,
1: I did say I did find a task. It was it's actually labeled mediocre task of the game, and uh-huh. the guy does it in a, I think it was like an hour fifty-eight.
0: Ta- task means tool assisted.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so
0: a lot of times it's pre-programmed to where a program inputs puts the inputs into the game and you program the inputs that it does
1: yeah so like someone hmm. will take a game and frame by frame analyze it and then work out a mapping system with the controller to optimize how quick you can beat the game and that's essentially what a task tool assisted speedrunning does I and yeah you. I found one it was like an hour 58 it did all three games and like I said, it, it did die hard to die harder. And by the time we got to stage seven, I was like, "This is this is impossible." Has anyone ever actually beat this version of the game? Because it's insane. <laughs> uh, what about uh, uh, glitches in the game? So I did come across some like videos on YouTube. People have, like found like terrorists get stuck in walls, or mm-hmm. like sometimes when they're coming out of the elevators because they come in come out of the elevators in the first game in groups. Uh, they've been like stuck on like a hostage trying to escape so they all get stuck in the elevator and you can't you can't kill a terrorist until they're actually like completely out of the elevator. So like you couldn't kill them and it like froze you know it soft locked the game. Oh. Um I did uh I did want to mention a couple things about the the reception of the game, it uh it sold over two million copies between Uh, All the platforms, which is a lot, I think. Uh, It ended up having a greatest hits for the PlayStation because it sold 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 so well, Um, and then it did have a sequel. Now, I'm assuming since you guys didn't play the first one, you guys didn't play the sequel.
0: I didn't know, but I saw that it did have a sequel,
1: so I I owned and played the sequel, Uh, and it 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 essentially.
0: Of bad games, yes, yes. Keep going.
1: Okay, I will listen this game is great <laughs> if you have a playstation or you have a classic and you're able to get a hold of this rom or whatever play it because i think it's amazing uh the second one is literally it takes the three elements from this game and turns it into one story so it's its own uh non canon story from the diehard series and oh. it goes through like different levels and the story progresses using one of the three elements from the different games so like the first stage is like the die hard one stage three third person shooter and then the next stage is you're in a car but it's the same storyline
0: it takes place craig yeah in las vegas
1: yeah it's die hard trilogy 2 viva las vegas (laughs) that's so cheesy uh i enjoy that
0: in uh at the party, McLean gets into a brief conversation about a prisoner named Klaus van Hoog. <laughs> Klaus! Oh, that's so German.
2: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that there's uh, uh, some real German bastion in that uh, uh, first one.
0: Yeah, and the, the accent in the third one for, for the main protagonist was
1: awful you've done well mclean like it doesn't even sound like like, uh, like jeremy irons at all like it's so bad yeah you know, the voice it's acting in this, the voice acting in this game is definitely one of the downfalls because it's it's just it doesn't sound anything like john uh you know bruce willis it doesn't sound anything like jeremy irons uh it's a little rougher on the edges there.
2: yeah the the voice acting's pretty crummy uh but There is a a silver lining to the sound design, and that's in the music.
0: Well, real quick, did Mm -hmm. you see the tagline for the game on the box? Uh, No. Die Hard Trilogy. Three maximum adventures. One explosive package. (laughs) 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 And, And it's really weird. They capitalize the two E's in three but leave T-H-R uncapitalized. The what? whole word maximum what? is capitalized. And then all the E's in adventure are capitalized only. All the E's in one, explosive is all capitalized, and the E in
1: packages is capitalized. What kind of psychopath texts the fun of the box?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know why they wanted to go with all the E's, but okay.
2: Uh, I can only assume the person who designed the packaging was a serial killer.
0: Probably. So now, <laughs> why don't move on to the music?
2: Yes, let's hear a word from one of our partners, and then we'll uh, listen to the music. Okay, so, the music for Die Hard Trilogy was composed by uh, Stephen Root, who also worked on Alien Trilogy, like we uh, mentioned earlier, Burnout, and Burnout 2 Point of Impact. Uh, Stephen Root actually doesn't have a ton of video game credits. Uh, and it's a shame because uh, the music is pretty interesting. I feel like they... Uh, 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 a decent job yeah i think so yeah. Yeah, uh it, they didn't use the music from the series or the movie series likely because of licensing and stuff like that it probably would have costed a lot more money uh but uh let's go ahead and listen to the first pick this is uh the song i chose it's the first level in the first game this is the garage theme uh let's give it a listen The fact that it sounds like a rave
0: uh one theme you will see throughout this um, soundtrack is that every song could be a DDR song
1: it it really could
2: yeah oh yeah it it yeah I can I can
0: kind of imagine that I thought that the whole time while I was listening to it it's
2: I feel <laughs> like it's not a soundtrack I would like go out of my way for like if it appeared on vinyl i probably wouldn't you know be like oh i need to own this uh but if it was a gift i would absolutely take it because i do enjoy uh but i let's go ahead and listen to uh the next song which is the theme of the airport uh and i always mispronounce the uh it's uh uh, Dulles. Dulles, dulles dulles airport uh
1: no, uh now I picked I picked this one and honestly I feel this one is a little bit different than the rest. This doesn't sound so much like a DDR song. To me, this sounds like the opening to a power ballot for some reason.
2: Uh well let's go ahead and uh give this a listen. A bit like a, the start of a power ballad, but it
1: doesn't go where the power <laughs> ballad should. It right. Actually, actually, I, I, maybe I didn't listen to the whole thing. It does kind of turn into a DDR song. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
3: yep,
0: it does. Hundred uh, percent.
2: You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's it's I uh, uh, I I like as soon as it kind of kicked in, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is getting better." I was like, "There's only a few seconds left at the song." <laughs> Uh we're gonna listen to one more song here today uh from Die Hard Trilogy, and that is the theme of the church. Uh I'm glad that uh everyone was kind of unanimous about this one. I was thinking about picking this one, and then both Chops and Glitch were like, Oh yeah, church, and it's like, yes. Yeah. Uh so let's go ahead and give this one a listen. <laughs> Killing theme.
0: It is. um, If you played this song mixed in with songs from Castlevania, I don't think I'd be able to differentiate the two because this game, this song sounds like it should be in a Castlevania game. Yeah,
2: arguably any song with a pipe organ belongs (laughs) in a Castlevania game. True,
0: True. but it, but it has no, has no like it's being lost it's being wasted in this game it should be in a castlevania game
1: i i'm so upset like listening to the soundtrack knowing that i never got to hear the song like playing the game cuz i just could not get that far yeah in the die harder section of the trilogy it's so good and i i love when it the organ comes in it has like a like a phantom of the opera like a baroque style mm-hmm. play and it's yeah. it's fantastic castlevania yeah. style yeah. <laughs> <Definitely, yeah>. okay
0: <laughs> anytime we refer to baroque yes yes
2: yeah the the composer did a really good job and uh i mean let's face it a lot of licensed games they don't they if they use the source material great they lucked out a lot of other licensed games don't have that benefit
0: well, mostly because they're LJN who's doing it, and we know how LJN is. So. Uh,
2: yes, LJN uh, basically got all their developers to just put in typically as low effort as possible, unless you're mm-hmm. the guys who did the soundtrack to Silver Surfer. Uh, Which is
3: crazy. It still. doesn't
2: belong in such a bad game. <laughs> uh, but yeah. regardless, you know, the, the soundtrack to Die Hard Trilogy is is quite fun. Uh, they did a, The guy did a really good job with it. Uh, But uh, Glitch, Chops, what are your final thoughts on uh, Die Hard Trilogy?
0: I think that maybe a new family tradition will be watching Die Hard 1 through 3 and then forcing my children when they're old enough to play Die Hard Trilogy. And if they beat it, then they get their Christmas presents. If they don't, then they got to try again next year.
1: (laughs) Glitch, how about for you? So, I mean, this was definitely a favorite of mine growing up. It was popular enough at least to get a greatest hit, so I know other people had bought it. <laughs> uh, I did just remember when you said about completing the game, there is like a credit scene where it shows the faces of all the programmers and all the designers, and then they do like a big family photo at the very end. And one of the interesting things I found out about that is all the terrorists and the hostages in all the games are the faces of the designers and programmers and everyone that, that worked on the game.
0: That's cool. That's I like game. that a lot. Also, I I do want to be the first to announce that this will be the next uh, game The Glitch will speedrun uh, and create the first world record for uh, on speedruns.com. Right, Glitch? I'll submit
1: it to Speed Demos Archive and I'll get an no, no, email no, from wrong. the
0: chops that wrong says, web. no, you can't do it. Really. Wrong <laughs> No, wrong website.
2: Ah... <sighs> Well, I think it's uh, time that we go ahead and jump into this week's retro rewind. Yippee ki yay! Motherf.
1: Ready to go back in time? It's retro rewind.
3: Grand Theft Auto Three. I'll get into CDI starting at two ninety nine. Say it. Say it. it Run bikes to trains to. Videos. The Nintendo Entertainment System, now you're playing with power.
2: Gentlemen, would you like your depressing world news out of the way? <laughs> uh,
0: yes, it probably has to do with uh, some research that I did uh, at a certain event that took place in, in that month of August.
2: Ooh, let's see. Uh, on, uh, in the Detroit Free Press, where I pull the, the news from our, uh, for our rewinds, Uh, back on august 31st 1996 uh the day this game released the first uh chechen war is over a ceasefire was declared ending the conflict for independence that began in december of 1994. uh the russian federation held on to the region uh even with the uh, dissolution of the ussr years before but the mostly muslim region wanted to secede And despite Russia's superior firepower, manpower, weaponry, artillery, vehicles, airstrikes, and air support, it was apparently a disaster for Russia. They uh, uh, ended up signing a ceasefire to get out of the conflict. Uh, But apparently there was tons of human rights violations. It was just a, a travesty all over. Uh, but that uh, conflict ended, and then you know, a few years later, it began again and lasted for ten years, and was way worse. And yeah, uh, so what do you? What did you look up, uh,
0: Chops? Um, I looked up that the closing ceremonies of the nineteen ninety six Summer Olympic Games took place in the month of August. Uh-huh. So um, carrying over from July and the bombing that took place at the Atlanta Summer Olympics. Um, oh, which, you know, right. If you aren't familiar with, yeah, you're starting August off. Um, with a bang? With with a with, – oh, God. I wasn't going to say that. Oh, God. Ugh. You're awful.
2: You're awful. Ugh. I feel bad for saying oh, it, oh, but I don't regret it. it. The,
0: the Centennial Olympic Park bombing. And uh, so, like – Leading into the month of Oct- of August, you know, you have what's supposed to be a momentous occasion with the 1996 Summer Olympics, but it's starting out with awful tragedy. And uh, but it was uh, still um, one of the most impactful things from that Olympics was um, Izzy, the mascot of the 1996 Olympics. <laughs> do you guys remember Izzy? I do. Do you not remember Izzy, uh, Glitch?
1: I can't picture it for some reason.
0: He's got weird, like, lightning bolt shoes that are oversized, mm-hmm. a purple face, and has a, a torch in his hand that's multicolored. And he's got lightning bolts for eyebrows. Yep. Um, One of the, I would say one of the most memorable Olympic mascots ever. And I don't even know, like, how many Olympic mascots there were, <laughs> but... um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite an interesting year, and the Olympiad theme that year for Summer of Heroes, Summon the Heroes, is what it was called, was written by John Williams. So Ooh. like, like if you're looking for uh, some good music from the Olympics in 1996, check that out. And the yeah. opening ceremony featured Celine Dion singing "The Power of the Dream." So it was a big year for the U.S. Bad and good because of the Summer Olympics that happened in Georgia.
2: Yeah, it was really depressing what happened. I remember that. uh, Like in all seriousness, it was really horrible how it started. But yeah, it was a super interesting time in the mid '90s.
0: Can you guess who had the most uh, medals?
2: America. Yeah, yeah, Germany.
0: It did. It was it was America.
2: It's America's almost always pulling in those gold medals, but we have a really big country.
0: Well, Greece had the second most.
2: Greece did that year, really?
0: Mm hmm.
2: Uh, They haven't uh, been that lucky with uh, medals since uh, ancient Greece's uh, Olympics.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, wait,
0: no. I'm sorry. I was looking at something wrong. Ever since the Euro was
1: invented, they. uh...
0: I I was looking at the wrong list. Greece did not have the second most. I apologize. They were too busy
1: eating Euros. Yeah, I was going to say that ever since the Euro came out, they, uh, they just can't stop eating them.
0: Oh yeah, sorry. That's Rush, why I'm not in the Ru- Russia was the uh, second.
1: Okay, that's that Russia makes went. more
2: sense in my head. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I. Uh,
1: glitch, how about for you? What did you look up yeah. for? Yeah, uh, so for I this? pulled up the list of games that came out in the month of August, 1996.
0: And and this is a down, video game podcast.
1: Yeah, and I wrote down the interesting ones. So uh, I will go through them in yeah. order. So on August 1st. Uh, Pac-Man came out in the SNES, on the NES, nothing too special there, but on the 4th we also got Tetris Attack, Ooh. which I think is a fantastic it game. It might be my I think it is my favorite puzzle game of all time. Um on August 7th uh, on the PlayStation this game called Robo Pit came out. I don't know anything about that. Um so War wait. We'll just go ahead to the back next up. one. So back Warren's also... up.
0: You back up. Glitch.
1: <laughs> I'll back that thing up for you. Jack. The
0: greatest robot fighting game to have ever been released. Robo Pit. What about, Give it the respect it deserves. What about no,
2: Gundam no. Dynasty Warrior? Or no. Gundam, uh, what was it called? Uh, Gundam Battle Assault.
0: Oh, Gundam Battle Assault, Robo Pit 2 you mean? No.
1: <laughs> so, uh, at the same day, Worms for the PlayStation also came out. Uh, August 13th, like we had mentioned before, the Alien Trilogy from Probe Entertainment, was released. Uh, August 21st, we got uh, Jumping Jack Flash 2. Uh, on the 22nd, we got Alone in the Dark 2 for the PlayStation. The 26th, Sonic CD for Windows was released, which is kind of strange because it's a little little behind there. Yeah, yeah just a bit. Uh, August 28th, we got Tekken 2 for the PlayStation. And on the 31st, it was quite a bit... Aside from Die Hard trilogy, there was Lufia Two for the SNES, Ooh. Nights into Dreams for the Sega Saturn, and Beyond the Beyond for the PlayStation. <laughs> Beyond
2: the Beyond,
3: Beyond the one of my Beyond. favorite
2: games. I I love that you have three games that if you asked me <laughs> when they had like come out, I would give you wildly different dates for all three. Lufia Two, Beyond the Beyond, and Nights into Dreams. And even Die Hard Trilogy, I'd give you way different dates
1: for all of those coming out, uh, and I would be wrong. They're all the same day, yeah. Um, And I would like to note that on August 8th, John Romero, uh, you know, the creator of the Doom games, announced his departure from ID Software.
3: Oh,
2: don't worry. I'm sure that uh, that game he's going to work on, Die (laughs) Katana, is going to turn out real, real great. You would think, but no. Listen glitch i'm sure it's gonna be good it's not like he's gonna have a horrible ad campaign and take years and just really drag this game through the mud to the point where the game boy color version is the best of them all
1: who else worked on that game it wasn't there was another big name attached to that too wasn't there i
0: I missed it what game are you talking about
1: die katana are you not familiar with its history
0: I don't know anything about this. Oh,
2: we are saving that for its own episode. It deserves <laughs> to be talked about.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. I uh,
2: it's uh it's bad. It was real oh. bad.
1: All right then. I uh, but, but yeah, that's all you got. Let's, yeah.
0: let's talk more about Robo Pit. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I have all my video games in, in storage right now. Um, and the only games that I saved was Dragon Quest Eight, my PlayStation 2, and Robo Pit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a surprise. Other than my PlayStation 4, which is upstairs. But uh, of my retro games, those are the only things that I have.
2: Uh, that yeah that's not a surprise in the least uh but guys we're we we've got a a special christmas time holiday music bracket which is sort of a lie it's actually just the music bracket but we're you know covering on the holidays uh are you ready for these two competitors
0: bring it on
2: yeah let's do it first up From the legendary Mega Man 2, composed by Takashi Tateishi, we have the theme of Bubble Man. Let's give it a listen.
1: That's a classic right there. Uh, that's gonna be tough to beat. What's uh, what's it going up against? Another Titan
2: from Mega Man Three, composed by Yasuaki Fujita and Harumi Fujita. We have another legendary theme. This is Gemini Man stage. Let's give it a listen. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do these are both amazing its I, I don't think you'd find many people that would argue that objectively Mega Man 2 and 3 have some of the best music of the series and the fact that round one has two of these giants battling each other yeah.
0: uh, I just don't know what to do it's going to be weird listening to these every week because one I love Mega Man music oh yeah but two to choose which one I like more than the other—it's <laughs> just mean. Like we're mean people for doing. Yeah, it.
1: it's usually and like. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm upset that I have to pick and relive the trauma of that song again at some point, going up against another song that'll maybe beat it out, may
1: not—I don't know. Yeah, it's it for me. It's always been like, why is this Mega Man song better than every other song that ever existed? But now it's, now it's wait, which one of these Mega Man songs is better?
2: Yeah, the the fact that it, it's I, I, it's like choosing a favorite child. It's, well, it's how can
0: you do you it? Usually have a good idea which one's the better.
1: Child, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm the favorite. I'm mean, I mean, I the youngest the
0: surprise in the family, so I know I'm the favorite.
1: The youngest usually is chops, right? I might be the yeah, best, I... but I'm not the favorite.
2: <laughs> I might be the best, but I ain't the favorite. I can tell you that right now.
0: Oh boy! Well, what is your Craig favorite way to vote on these songs?
2: That is an amazing question, chops. Because there are
0: four ways to vote. Four ways. Four, four ways. ways.
2: You have our Facebook group. Just ask to join and we'll let you in. Uh, We also have our Twitter account. You can go to GameZillaMedia.com and join our Discord. And we have a Discord vote every week. And then if you go to Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia, you're going to be able to uh, sign up at the $1 tier. And that's going to get you a vote every week. As well as the state of the Zilla show for all of our one dollar patrons, but glitch, what else can our
1: patrons get when they sign up at the five dollar tier? You can get additional shows from everything from Little Media Network. So we here at GameZilla Media have five different unique shows. We have us Legend of Retro, which is the retro gaming, obviously the best one. Uh, we have Noobs and Dragons, which is our D and D podcast. We have Last Action Podcast for Action Movies, GameZilla Podcast, which is our current gaming, and Noiseland Arcade, which is all about The Simpsons, but we get additional shows. So for $5, you get a show every month from each of those, and you get everything prior to that too. So if you were to sign up today, you're not just getting this month's show. You're not getting that bonus content from each of them. You get everything prior to that. So there's tons of content there. It's definitely worth the $5, and we greatly appreciate everything that we get from our patrons
2: man, and uh uh the game shark episode that's going to release at the end of this month of december uh is uh well, I think you're gonna find it's really chilling would you wouldn't you say chops
0: I mean it'll be like walking in a winter wonderland
1: it'll probably be music to their ears indeed it will uh, but also i you know we do have our draft that we did last month, so check that out if you want it the inside scoop. Of which one of us picked Bubble Man and which one of us picked Gemini Man, you can find that out by listening to our Patreon episode last month.
0: Yeah, I will say that the most fun hit with the bracket is the draft because it's just uh, Commissioner LPJ makes it wild. He,
2: he does. I, I, I always appreciate Commissioner LPJ jumping in and uh, giving us a
1: hand with those. Uh, our our Commissioner for Life we definitely enjoy <laughs> angering him which yes. which, which pleases <laughs> us so much
0: but his rulings are just and quick so I, I appreciate that that's true, yep
1: long may
2: his reign as commissioner last <laughs> indeed which will be for an eternity <laughs> yep well guys, I think that this is gonna kind of wrap things up for our uh, special holiday episode uh, of Die Hard Trilogy uh, but we'll catch y'all next time
3: When the the legend legend continues. continues
1: Happy trails Ho ho ho